0: Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this opportunity to be together today. This is the day that You have made. And Lord, we are, we are only satisfied. Our soul is only satisfied in Jesus Christ and a relationship with Him. And we thank You, Lord, for this opportunity we have together in this place. We thank You, Lord, for those who uh, are people who are gathering with us. Uh, By means of technology, we pray you'd bless them wherever they are, whatever their condition. We come this morning, we present ourselves before you as with all of our sins and burdens and needs and troubles and anxieties and joys, all that we have, all of our emotions. And we bring our thoughts now captive to the obedience of Christ and we ask that you might help us to truly understand what you have for us from your word, and that we might end this year as we seek to start the new year to glorify Jesus and to honor you and to be your witnesses in this part of the world in which you've sent us. How we pray, Lord, that today you would help us to pray for those who are a burden on our hearts and minds, and all of us have someone or some group of people that We are burdened for today. We pray for them. We lift them to you today. We know that you know exactly what they need. We trust you and we leave them in your hands. You know the needs they have even before we ask you for them. We thank you now, Lord, for the Word of God. Oh, the joy of your Word and the security and the guidance and direction we have from your words to us. So may we, in this little time we have together, have focused minds and be able to truly hear the word of God and then do what you say for us to do so that we might live to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you. If you have your Bible, Psalm number nine is where we'll be going today. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about the confidence of knowing God, the confidence of knowing God. This will be the last time that uh, I uh, speak to you in 2020, and all of us have our own uh, emotions and feelings about this year uh, that we've been uh, going through, the year of testing, the year when the Lord is seeking to do things in our lives and in the lives of the world in an extraordinary way. Psalm 9 is, a, is, a, is a, a very special psalm to me, and so I wanted to end this year with something that I meditate and think about in my own personal life often, and it's especially verse number 10. We'll read it in just a moment. Psalm 9, and then we'll look at some things together. This is a psalm of David for thanks for God's judgment and protection for his life. Before I do that, take just a moment of personal privilege and say to all of you, may the Lord bless you, and I hope that you've had a a joyous Christmas celebrating the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ at this time of the year. In my style of preaching to this church, it is my pattern to pick up themes and then speak on those themes for a number of weeks. That's what I do. That's the way I do it. Uh, Every preacher you have, your favorite preacher may do it another way, but that's the way I choose to do it. And so this year, uh, the preparation for what I do, I do try to do in advance as best I can. And I I try to be with the Lord enough to say, Lord, what do you want me to say to this church? I truly try to take it extremely seriously and be very conscientious about what I say to you. So that what I'm saying to you, I believe with all of my heart. I believe with all my heart uh, that these are the things that the Lord would lay out for me to say to you. Sometimes He changes those the direction of that for me and I try to obey and do as best I can by the leadership of the Holy Spirit so when you have these themes that we put on the screen and we talk about it for a season of time this is my this is my ongoing conversation with this church in whatever times we find ourselves well the preparation for 2020 for me was begun back in 20 the end of 2018 2019 it is amazing how the Lord guides us in all the things that we do and so I've labored to preach uh, with a distracted mind. You see, I've been as distracted as you. Probably more so. Uh, preaching through all the ups and downs of our daily experience of this year. Preaching to a distracted people. Preaching to uh, emotional people. Going through all kinds of circumstances. Uh, speaking for just a few minutes in the middle of your week and perhaps to some of you I, I'm, I'm not speaking to everybody in our church every week I wish everybody was here every time but they're not so perhaps half the year, perhaps a third of the year some have heard uh, a, a sermon from this pulpit from me. I've, I've tried to do my best whenever you're here to do that. I'm not apologizing I have no apology for what I preach I Stand to preach the Word of God and I'll preach it and declare it as best I can with all of my heart and with great courage. Regardless of what people think about it. If the Lord is pleased, I'm going to do it. So, our conversation in 2020 was very interesting. We started with this. There's good from the bad. What an interesting thought. For God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Romans 8, 28. And uh, in our exile and separation, when we were not meeting electronically as best we could, I did as best I could. We talked about the good from the bad. That continues to be a truth that you need to understand as we go into 2021. There is good from the worst of bad, there is good from the bad. For those who are, who love God and are called according to His purpose. The second theme, when we re-entered our time together here on, on site, was revive us again. If there's ever been a time when the church was tested, uh, American church especially, we don't like uh, inconveniences. We're, we're not like the rest of the believers in the world. We're just, we you know after all, some of you. Your greatest prayer these days is, Oh Lord, please help AT&T to get my phone back on. You know what? My phone's off and I thank God my phone is off. And I pray it won't be back on for weeks. And if your internet is out, praise God. Now you can focus on the things of God. But we talked about being revived again. That's what we need every day, revive us again. And we looked at repeated weeks after weeks. I tried to preach with all of my heart to you about that and unburden my own heart to you because we must ask God for our church and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in this world to be revived. Wake up. It's time to do our work and our task that we've been called to do in these troubled times. And Then we came to a long period of time and we talked about for weeks on end how great is our God. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. So, three themes I have spent the majority of 2020 in my own as best I can by my ability. I know I disappoint you. If I do, I'm sorry. If I'm happy, whatever. I'm trying to do the best I can with three truths there's good from the bad. We need revival. And our God is greater than anything or anyone. So my desire was to set your mind uh, by the Word of God on things above. You spend all your time down in this mess and pretty much you start smelling like it, acting like it, talking like it. So we must remove our minds from these things and think about the Word of God and our great God in all of His glorious perfections and attributes and His character and the way He works toward us and the world. So today I come to Psalm 9, which we will finish. uh, I intentionally come to this psalm because I I want to conclude by saying this, giving you this personal testimony that I have found true in my life. From uh, Psalm 9, especially verse number 10. So, I'd like for us to stand now and read Psalm 9, just a portion of it together. We'll read God's Word. Keep your Bible open. I hope you will follow along with me as we look today at the confidence of knowing God. Psalm 9 King David declaring again the thanks, the thankfulness he has to God for his protection and for his judgment. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart, verse 1. I will tell of all your wonders. I will be glad and exalt in you, and I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before you. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne judging righteously. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy has come to an end in perpetual ruins. And you have uprooted the cities. The very memory of them has perished. And then we come to the focus of today, especially verses 7 to 10. But, The Lord abides forever. He has established His throne for judgment. And He will judge the world in righteousness. He will execute judgment for the peoples with equity. The Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed. A stronghold in times of trouble. Now here is my word of encouragement to you today. And those who know Your name, will put their trust in You. For You, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek You. Heavenly Father, we thank You now for the blessing of being together and we thank You for us still being alive at the end of 2020. We pray for so many of our dear people who have said goodbye to their loved ones And we've said goodbye to our friends. How we pray that you might have found us faithful in what we sought to do for you in 2020. And may may in 2021, the words of Psalm 910 become true for us in each of our lives today, Lord. For those who know your name will put their trust in you, O Lord. And you will not forsake those who seek you. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So I ask you this, uh, first of all, the focus is very simple today from this uh, passage I've given you. Those who know God, trust in God. It's very simple, isn't it? Two things are required if we're going to have confidence in God. And that is we must first know God. And secondly, we must seek Him and trust Him. So I begin, as I always do, asking you a number of questions just to try to stir your mind. This is the way I try to get you involved in what's being said here. These questions are meant to to challenge you. I ask you, first of all, this morning is, do you know God? I'm not talking about you having been in Sunday school, as most of you have, like me, most of your life, and I'm thankful for it, and I'm thankful for the discipline, the schedule, and the ability we have in our church... To train our boys and girls to learn the Word of God from an early age. I thank God for that. I'll never regret it in my life that from a young age, being able to learn the Word of God. But knowing facts about the Bible is far different than me knowing and having a personal, deep, and growing relationship with God. And so I ask all of you, my friends today, do you know God? You might know your friends very well. You might know your family very well. You might even give each other nicknames in your family. We do. Everyone's known so well, you have a nickname in our family. That's their love name. But do you know God? The God that we've spoken about and thought about and considered for months on end as we uh, made our way, trudged our way through uh, 2020. Do you know God? I'm not asking you, Do your wife does your wife know God? Does your husband know God? Do your kids know God? I'm asking, do you know God? And along with that, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you have a wonderful, deep, loving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? It's been our practice in this church from time to time. <clears throat> to quote from the end of the book of Corinthians, that wonderful blessing the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We've stood in this place, joined hands, and quoted that blessing numerous times around the Lord's table. I ask you today, do you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know Him in His deep love and concern for you? Do you know Him as your your holy, wonderful, precious High Priest to whom you can go with your needs. Do you know Him and bow in submission to Him as King of kings and Lord of lords? Do you know Him as Sovereign over all things, Creator of all things? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know Him? Even as the, as the wonderful bride uh, said of the bridegroom in Song of Solomon... Uh, My beloved is mine and I am His. Do you have a deepening, growing, loving relationship with the Lord Jesus? Do you know the Lord Jesus? Are you experiencing the joy and the security and the confidence of walking with God and knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know that the vast majority of the people on this planet, including in this county and the other places around us that this church ministers to, they, there are far more people who do not know God than know God. Some of them are in your family and mine. Some of them sit beside you at work or they're on a Zoom call with you as you do your job. They don't know God. They don't know His name. They don't know anything about Him. They don't know anything about him. They are They are those who live without hope and without God in this world. Does that stir any of us who are God's people? And then I ask you this question, if you know God and you have a real relationship with God of knowing Him and His name, how much of your time do you prioritize to seek to know Him More. We, we've all made our plans for the year. We're all looking forward, I don't know as to what else, for next year. But have you set any kind of priority for your spiritual life for 2021 or for whatever days God gives you? You know, as we started 2020, we had a lot of our people who were here who aren't now with us, who are in heaven. I don't know what guarantee you have except your arrogance that you might have a full another year or even another day. So what will you do with your days? How will you spend them spiritually as you consider your life with God? Those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord have not forsaken those who seek you. So in verse number 7, we're reminded here that David gives thanks because God abides forever from generation to generation. You don't have to worry about your children. You don't have to worry about your grandchildren if you're gone or your great-greats. The Lord is in every generation and there will be a, there will be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ in every generation until Jesus comes and it's all finished. Remember this, God abides forever. God will judge the world through the Lord Jesus Christ. We see it clearly here in verse 8. And He will judge the world in righteousness by the one man, Peter said, the Lord Jesus Christ. When the day of the Lord comes and the church is gone and the great day of judgment comes. Oh, it's coming. As unpopular it is and as as, as, uh, laughed off as I may be as I speak these words to the world... Paul says it, the near, the the day of the Lord is near, it's close, it's about to happen. We are about to finish these things, and the days of grace are over, and the judgment of God on the world begins. God will. Protect believers in this world in which we live. Look at these great promises. Nine, the Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed and a stronghold in times of troubles. I don't know what troubles you will have in 2021. I don't know what troubles I will have in 2021. But the Lord is a stronghold in times of trouble. Be encouraged today. So I have three observations that come simply out of verse number 10 and I want to just take a few moments and talk about it with you. I love you in the Lord. I'm your pastor, but I want you to hear these words. These words are my final words to you in 2020 and they are the words that I hope will help us as we begin 2021, Lord willing. Number one, some know God. Some know God. And those who know God... Trust in God. And God will never forsake those who seek Him. Sounds very simple. But is this how we live? Well, David is assured of this fact because he lived it in his own life. He was a man after God's own heart. Here's the king. Here's the king with complete and absolute authority who made judgments himself and decisions every day as the king of Israel. And yet now he prays and thanks God. Verse 9 and 10 are all one sentence. The Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who who seek You. And he ends this great psalm, verse 19, Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged before You. Put them in fear, O Lord. Let the nations know that they are but men. So I begin first, those who know Your name. Verse 10, follow me along. And those who know your name. See, those. There are those who know the name of God and there are those who do not know the name of God. Which are you? David knew God's name. He praises God's name. Verse number 1, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. Verse 2, I will be glad and exult in you and I will sing praise to your name. O Most High, David knew God. He was confident in this fact that those who know the name of God will trust in God. He desired more and more to know about God. Over and over, I won't take you through all of these wonderful places in the Psalms. They've become our prayer like the deer that pants for the water brook. So my soul pants for the living God. Uh, I, I think of uh, Psalm 63 is, is one that is uh, so, so uh, dear to me in my life. Oh God, you are my God, I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh yearns for you in a dry and weary land. That's the world. That's the world in a dry and weary land where there is no water. My soul is satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth offers praise with joyful lips. My soul clings to you, and your right hand upholds me. You see, this is is the language of a man who knew the name of God, and those who are lost do not know God. And Christians who have gone back to carnality have forgotten the name of God. They do not fear Him. They do not worship Him. They do not believe in Him. They do not trust Him. They do not rely upon Him. They do not seek Him. As Paul said about the lost, they do not know God They are without God and without hope in this world. That's your friend and that's your neighbor. That's your family member who does not know Jesus Christ today. They are those who do not know the name of God. What does that do to you? The name of God. Let me me just pause to celebrate and praise God before you. What did the Lord say of Himself to Moses when Moses prayed? show me your glory, he said, the Lord passed by in front of Moses and proclaimed. This is what God says about himself. Yahweh, Yahweh, the Lord, the Lord, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps, for, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression and sin, and it goes on. This This wonder, the wonderful, blessed perfections of our God, we have sought to study and think about together and praise God for over the past weeks and months. I've sought to declare to you the name of God so that you might have confidence to trust in Him. The name of God is not only known, His name is not only known by His. His perfection and His character, but also in His ways. And there are numerous ways in the Old Testament that people and prophets declared who God is by various names. I give you just a few. El Shaddai, which is Lord God Almighty. He is known by the name Most High God, El Elyon. He is Lord Master, which is Adonai in Hebrew. He is Lord Yahweh, the Eternal Present One. He is Lord My Banner, Jehovah Nissa. He is Lord My Shepherd, Jehovah Ra. He is Lord that heals, Jehovah Rapha. He is Lord who is present, Jehovah Shama. He is Lord our Righteousness, Jehovah Sidkinu. He is Lord who sanctifies Jehovah, Mikadishkim. He is the everlasting God, El-Olyam. He is Lord who will provide Jehovah-Jireh. He is the Lord who is peace, Jehovah-Shalom. He is Lord of hosts, Jehovah-Sabioth. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the Lord saves. He is the great high priest, prophet and king. He is, shall I go on? Those who know your name. And this is my bird. How many don't know the name of God? Do you? Do you, my friend, when you sit at home in your silence and you worry and your minds are terrified by fear? And the Lord Jesus would say to His disciples, as He says to us, I'll send the Comforter. There's another name. The one who will abide with you and be in you. Do you know the name of God? The one who is your banner, your shepherd, the one who heals, the one who is always present, the one who is our righteousness, the one who sanctifies the One who is everlasting, the One who provides, the One who gives peace, the One surrounded by angelic hosts, the God of angel armies by which all things will finally come to an end as the angels declared the first coming of the Lord Jesus. The angels will accompany the Lord Jesus in flaming fire as He returns to this world in disintegration and evil and godlessness. That's the name that you should know. That's the name that you should bow to. That's the name that ought to capture your heart and your mind. The silliness of the things that enter into my mind, that trivialize my life and keep me from walking with God and trusting Him. It is when I have turned away and forgotten His names and focused on other things that I have my trouble Now we find, number two, those who know God trust in God and seek Him. Those who know God have placed their trust in Him. I give you now a companion verse to Psalm 9.10. And I I move along briefly to do this, but I have to give it to you. You cannot read Psalm 9.10 without also reading the wonderful, blessed words of the Lord Jesus in the greatest prayer that we've ever read, that is recorded in the Gospel of John. And I ask you to mark it in your Bible. John 17, verse number 3. John 17, 3. The Lord Jesus begins His prayer in John 17. One, Father, the hour has come. Glorify Your Son that the Son may glorify You, even as You gave Him authority over all flesh. That to all whom you have given Him, He may give eternal life. Here it is. This is for you today. Hear the word of the Lord as He prayed to the Heavenly Father. This is eternal life. That you may know, that you may, that, you may know, you, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus whom you have sent. That's eternal life. That's what I do for eternity. I grow in my knowledge of the vastness and glory of a God who can be known, but only so much at a time and for eternity. This is eternal life. This is how you are saved. You come to know God through the Lord Jesus Christ. That means you trust Him. Those who know your name Will put their trust in you. What are you trusting today? Have you felt all at odds? It's, it's, my, it's my latest current event, so I'll pardon me for dwelling on it, but it's the silliness of it, so I'll make a point. Are you are you worried to death today because you have no phone? Praise God. I've told you before, throw that thing in the river. Now you have time. Don't worry, AT&T busy to get back in service. The lines were long at Verizon yesterday. Oh boy, man, are they happy about this, aren't they? I ask you today, my friend, what are you trusting in? As we come to the new year, what will you trust? What is the center of your confidence? This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus whom you have sent. Psalm thirty-one, fourteen. But as for me, David says, I Trust in You, O Lord. As for me, whatever else happens, whatever else the rest of my family does, whatever else the rest of my church friends do, as for me, when I'm sick, when I'm troubled, when I'm having difficulty, as for me, whatever circumstance of the coming year that I face, as for me, I trust in You, O Lord, because I know Your name. And if I know Your name, I know how You act, and I can have confidence in You. Psalm 56.3, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. This is what we do, dear friends. And we not only know Him because we, not only do we trust Him because we know Him, but we seek Him. This is our, this is our task, to seek God. What did the Lord say to all of us? You know these words, I, I love you, but you know these words. From Matthew 6, when the Lord talks about don't worry about anything. The fretting church. The fretting church. I've been so burdened about this. Why do we fret? Are we God's people or not? Do we have faith or do we not? Do we have a God who's unchanging or do we not? The fretting church. The fearful church. The cringing church. The cowardice church. Here we see it. It's clearly laid out for us. The Lord said, don't worry about anything. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. And the Lord knows what you need before you even pray. Because those who know your name... Will put their trust in you. You know, when that terrible circumstance comes in your life, you know what you say? Lord, I trust you. I trust you with my children. I trust you with this circumstance. I trust you with my health. I trust you with our church. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you because I know who you are and I seek you. Are you seeking to follow the Lord Jesus? Is there in your life a desperate, devotional desire to know Him better? The, Paul the Apostle, in all of his testimonial statements, what does he say to the Philippian church? That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection The fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death. Do you long to desire to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ? And are you willing to follow Him and learn His words and act on them and do them wherever He sends you? That's the story of a man or a woman who knows God. They trust and seek Him. And it becomes their life pursuit. I would simply say it to you this way. Friend, You can measure whether or not you even know the Lord Jesus if you're saved by your desire to seek Him more. Do you earnestly seek for God beyond other things in your life? What's first? What really matters? And finally, God will never forsake those who seek Him. Look, it's the promise. And those who know Your name will put their trust in You. This is for 2021. This is for the end of 2020. Those who know Your name will put their trust in You. And for You, O Lord, You have not forsaken those who seek You. There's a a variant reading that reads, You have not failed them who diligently seek You. Have you ever seen God fail you, my friend? Of course you've not. We've said it before. May I say it? God is good. What is He? God is good. And all the time... Yes, you need to go home and say that. God is good all the time. And he he is for you, my friend, one who will always be there. Have you ever been forsaken by somebody? It's a painful thing, isn't it? It really hurts to the heart, doesn't it? It's hard to shake it from your mind. It's hard, to, it's hard to get over the fact that you might have spent a long time in a relationship with somebody and then they forsake you. Or sadly, you forsake somebody for some reason. It happens in families. It happens with friends. But I promise you this, the Lord will never forsake you. He sticks closer than a brother. He will always be at your side. When Paul was there standing for the gospel... It looked like his ministry was an utter failure. You remember what it says? Everyone fled. Nobody stood with me. I was all alone, but the Lord stood at my side. If you lay in the bed, the Lord's there. And you're sick unto death. If you, get, if you lose your job, the Lord is there. If something happens to disrupt your family, the Lord is there. If you find yourself in uncertain times and you're struggling emotionally, you don't know what to do, The Lord is there. You see, this is what we learn. God will never forsake those who seek Him. Again, notice verse 4 of chapter 9. You have maintained my just cause. Verse number 4, you have sat on the throne judging righteously. Verse 7, the Lord abides forever. He has established His throne. And verse number 9, as I said before, He is the stronghold. The place that will never be destroyed no matter what the circumstances of this world. What did our dear Lord Jesus say as His final words, as He was giving us our assignment to go and make disciples? By the way, you know that's our job, even when there's a pestilence, even when there's trouble, even when there's agitation, even when the government isn't what you like it to be. You know it's our job. Go make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to observe all that I've commanded you and I'm with you always. The end. And David himself says in another place about the Lord never forsaking us Psalm 37 28, he says, "This This is for you. The Lord does not forsake his godly ones. Psalm 37 28. Well, what do we need to remember today? Number one, there is no greater confidence than knowing God. Here's the encouragement, my friend. Listen, you can know God. He is knowable. You can know God. You can grow in your relationship of knowing God. You can know God. There's no greater confidence. And those who put and those who know your name will put their trust in you for you O oh Lord have not forsaken those who seek you. That's confidence. Each day gives the opportunity to know the Lord Jesus Christ in a greater way. Each day of your life You can grow in your knowledge of the Lord. You can say to the Lord, Lord, why are these things happening in the world? I don't understand them, but you understand them. They are a part of the perfect, sovereign purposes you have for this world. I don't understand what's happening in my life or in the lives of people on this planet, but this gives me an opportunity to know you better and to worship and glorify you. You see, knowing God is trusting God. And there is... No greater joy as you grow in your knowledge of God. What I wish for you, all my friends, those of you younger than me, older than me, those of you who are starting out in your faith and just learning how to walk with Jesus, seek to know Him more. And as you know Him more, you will trust Him more. That's the strength of our faith, is putting our confidence in someone we can know. So give thanks to the Lord. This is for you to use this week, and I hope you will. Give thanks to the Lord with all your heart. And tell those who do not know God who God is. Live in the joy of your knowledge of God. And what did Peter say to us? I end with Peter's words. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Maybe I could say it another way for you. Study God in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you want to know what God is like? Do you want to know what the unseen God is like? Study, study what the Bible says about the Lord Jesus Christ. Linger upon every phrase. Spend time in the words, the red letter words of the Lord. And understand what He is seeking to say. Study God in the Lord Jesus Christ because the fullness of God is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Amen? Amen.